0: Hello, and welcome back to the Self-Healer Soundboard. Last week, we talked about letting go in our relationships. This week, we're going to talk about the process of reconnecting, how to know when you're ready.
1: Specifically last week, we talked about letting go of relationships that no longer serve you where you are in the present moment. And we listened to your responses and your feedback, as we always do. And there was one response on social media that stuck out to me particularly. So I'm going to read it here. And it said, I really appreciate your openness about your families, Nicole and Jenna. I'm wondering at what point did you know you were ready to start speaking to them again? It's hard to know, I find. This really resonated deeply with me and with us because as we've been through our journeys and you've heard our sharing, we've both gone through long periods where we haven't spoken to our families individually at different timelines. And we also both have re-engaged in connection with our families. And while we've both done that, I also just want to highlight that that also is unique. It's not always the goal for someone to reconnect. So it seemed like a natural exploration to continue this conversation from last week for a lot of you realizing, okay, how do I let go of relationships that no longer serve me? And Over time, as we grow and heal, as we become more in touch with ourselves, there are certain ones that may still be in alignment that we
0: may want to connect with. So how do we actually go about doing that? So speaking of uniqueness, I think the first important thing to note here is that just as much as our journey into the disconnection or into letting go, coming to the awareness that we need whatever distance it is within our relationships, the journey back to reconnection is very unique and individual. We might take longer time away than someone else, and our journey back might look different than someone else. So while you and I, of course, will share when we knew when it was time for us to reconnect in our own family relationships, that doesn't mean it'll apply to everyone. Something we always touch upon when we're speaking about the work is how important it is to cultivate that inner connection to you, to the timeline that's right for you. Of course, we can explore factors as we will throughout this episode, but I really want to hammer home that this is a very individual journey. Some listeners might not even have taken full time away in their relationships or fully let go, but there might be different degrees of distance that, again, to speak to your point, we're reconsidering or we're looking or exploring the possibility of reconnection around. And sometimes we put a lot of weight on time while you, Mm -hmm. you know, you've moved on
1: or you've let go or taken the steps that have worked to release a relationship that was toxic or chaotic and you're moving on, months have gone on, maybe years have gone on, time has happened. Time without any sort of action or any sort of inner work or reflection or a cultivation of this self-trust and cultivation of consciousness really is just that, it's Mm -hmm. time. Time doesn't necessarily heal all. It's the actions taken within that time that allow for healing and transformation. So it's also really important to not be looking at these relationships now of like, oh, well, you know, I marked two calendars on the months of no speaking. So now it's time to reconnect again. Time isn't a good basis. It's the inner work and the inner self-trust that we cultivate that really gives us the insight of, are we ready to reconnect? And do we even want to reconnect? Does it serve us? because for many of us it may not you may not go back to that relationship and
0: that's also perfectly okay reconnection is not always the goal i love that and because time it's more a matter of what has happened during the time just to reiterate what you're saying because that's an important piece of it we always talk about doing the work taking the action so calendar days going by for some of us if nothing changes on our end are just calendar days going by. We're still in the same place. We still might need that continued disconnection. So the first point of exploration is what is driving the want or the desire to reconnect? Where's it coming from? Right? Is it coming from guilt? Are you feeling badly? Maybe it's coming from the reaction of the other person who can't tolerate this new distance or the letting go that you've done, right? Or Are you going back or are you desiring to reconnect? Because there's comfort there. We explored last week how some of us struggle to shed our past, to change, to actually use that time of disconnection to do things differently because there's comfort in those old habits. So our desire to reconnect might come from that desire to go back into that comfortable relationship, the way we knew, the expectations that we could predict. We might desire going back for those reasons. And if those are the reasons, I feel guilty, I feel bad, feel I just wanna have things go back the way they used to be, those might not be the reasons to reconnect. That might indicate that there's still work to be done.
1: And while those realizations might indicate, you know, it's not ready to reconnect, those realizations of why it is that you're going back, you're going back to a familiar, it makes perfect sense. Your subconscious wants the familiar. It wants to go back to this toxic, chaotic environment. Even just a couple of weeks ago, we were in New York in my hometown, and I was really thrilled to, you know, see family reconnect. And I saw a lot of old Jenna emerge. I saw a lot of old wounding, old patterning emerge because I put myself in a situation that I did think I was at a place that I'm okay with dealing with this. And I was so seeking that subconscious familiar. There's still active addiction there. There's still suffering. There's still poverty. There's a lot of things to deal with. And it's great to think, oh, well, I've been going along this journey. I'm good. So I'm going to go back and retest it. Come to find out putting myself back in that position, I was able to see okay, I'm not here yet. This isn't yet a safe place for me to engage in because I'm not yet at a place where I'm grounded enough on my journey to deal with that. Now, that isn't a total loss. That Those are great opportunities for me to see, okay, there's still work to be done here. I see that I'm seeking the familiar. I see that I want to go back to that because I miss it. I love them. There's this pull. And in that environment, I realize now being conscious, this isn't healthy. These patterns aren't serving me. These behaviors that I begin to engage in do not serve me. I need to now take my space away again and just sort of reevaluate and reflect. And you'll do that quite often. It might be ping pong. This isn't a one and done, oh, I took some space. I went back, we're good, we're golden. It's a lot of trial and error. You're gonna have triumphs
0: and you're gonna have falls. So when might you be ready to reconnect? If you could begin to explore what, what's what's driving me, where is this want coming from? If what's coming up for you, right, is a desire to create a new relationship, to understand that that means that you're going to have to show back up now in this relationship differently than you once did. So I'll share my own journey after taking, I think it was about a year and a half of space from my family. And I'll I'll share using the examples I, I gave earlier, right? The guilt for me in particular. The initial part of that first year away, I was plagued with guilt. I, as I call it, I felt bad. I had to feel bads all of the time. I felt driven to reconnect with them numerous times over that year because of that guilt. I felt bad. I worried about what was happening with them. I worried about what they thought of me not being connected with them. I worried. So I was using that example, right? Exploring from that place, I understood that what I was desiring, much like you, was that comfort. That connection, that always knowing what was going on in my family, to me, felt familiar, felt comfortable. At about, you know, stage two in my healing journey, after I worked through that guilt, of course, because it is uncomfortable to continue to take the space that you acknowledge you need, then a shift happened for me. Then I started to think about my family, not in a guilt-inducing way, not like, oh, I have to, I should call them. I started to just think about them fondly, with care, with love, with curiosity, with wondering. For me, that was when that shift happened. Knowing that that would mean that I had to engage with them in a new way, that was when I knew I was ready. And while that might look different for you, it was that shift from I feel bad, I feel like I need to reconnect, to I want to reconnect with these people. I want to know what's going on and I want to explore the possibility that we can create a new relationship knowing that I have to show up differently to do so. And showing up differently to do
1: so comes from a very conscious place of choosing to create newly, which comes with choosing to accept another person exactly as they are. Not for who you want them to be, not for the expectation that you have of them, not for the attachment that you have with them, but for them exactly how they are. I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I mean, I think a decade went by that I wasn't speaking to my older brother who had been in and out of the system, in prison, in active addiction, really struggling. Same with my mother. There were three or four years I hadn't seen her or spoken to her. My father, I think there was a span of 14 years. The only consistent that I've consistently connected and engaged a relationship with is my twin brother from birth until now, who's kind of been a lifeline, really. And those other relationships, I realized over time, I was hurt. I was deeply like wounded and struggling. I left. I did my own life. I left when I was 18 and just created new networks, bounced around to new cities. Family wasn't even a thought. I had written off that I could even potentially, in the future, have relationships with them because it was just so toxic. It wasn't healthy. I realized that I could build a new life completely on my own. A decade or so into that, there is a gnawing at your heart. There is this, a longing and a pure curiosity and love of, you know, I love these people. I do want to be connected with these people. Let me explore how I'm doing. Let me explore my own groundedness, my own self-trust if I'm okay and see what it would be like to begin re-engaging in those situations. And as I began to at first, you know, I, I worked with a lot of coaches. I found a lot of mentors and a lot of support. And one of them, very straight to me, just said, she's an alcoholic. She smokes a few packs a day. She's dying from lung cancer, emphysema, a multitude of things that have just riddled her body. And it's her choice. So it's very easy for me to make her wrong for still continuing to smoke and drink. And this one woman, Lena, an amazing mentor of mine, just said straight to my face, Jenny, you're Your mother is a grown woman. She's going to make the decisions she's going to make, and those are her decisions. You've spent your entire life making her wrong for those decisions. And in that moment, it entirely clicked because I had. I'd spent 30-plus years judging her, making her wrong, being angry at her when. At this point, I'm a grown adult. She's a grown adult. She's making the choices that she's making and those are for her to make. Now it's up to me to say, I want to allow that connection in my life or I don't. And ultimately I do, I love my mom. She can make the choices that she wants to make for her and those are for her. I learned a lot of what not to do by watching what harmed her. And I knew I was able to re engage in this connection with her or create a new one, not re engage because a connection didn't exist. It was building a new connection of total self acceptance that required no change on her end. It required nothing from her. It was a complete change and reframe on me and really an expansion of being able to love someone for who they are without needing to
0: to change or alter them to fit my own needs. When we're talking about expectation here, we're bringing up the reality that when there's been a letting go or any form of distance in a relationship, and we do go to then reconnect, there's a big unknown. There's a big question mark. For me, that was 18 plus months of no connection. I had no idea what my family was doing or wasn't doing in that time. I didn't know how they experienced my disconnection from them. I had no idea, to put it simply, what to expect on the other side? Were they the exact same people? Were they now angry with me on top of it? Or have they too used the time to shift, to change, to do their own work? So what you're bringing up is the reality that when there's been distance, we actually don't know who or what we're reconnecting with fully so stepping into that without expectation that they use the time in any direction they did the work or didn't do the work don't expect a thing don't expect anything to be different go back with very clear intentions that you'll set for yourself of how you're going to remain different in that relationship whether it's with new boundaries all the work likely that you were doing in your time away will be what you now want to practice in these closer relationships, in probably the relationships where that pull is, you know, deeper, stronger, especially if we're reconnecting with our family, our earliest relationships, that pull to those familiar dynamics will be there. It will be there for the other person waiting on the other side for our reconnection as well. Meaning those old dynamics are gonna be really tempting for both of us. However, we can only control ourselves. So getting clear on what it means when I reconnect with a human without expectation for how they show up might mean me just being very clear on my limitations, on how I want to show up for myself, and also building in compassion for the reality that it might be hard. I might find myself backsliding in certain areas within these relationships, and then having the compassion to keep showing up anew, regardless again of what the other person is doing in reaction. And
1: for those of you who are listening or watching right now, I know a lot of people take notes on these podcasts. You're sitting here really earnestly wanting to know, wanting to learn, wanting to to know the steps to maybe reconnect in a relationship. You're doing a lot of work and a lot of intention. And we both very much honor you for that. We honor this whole community for that. And I highlight that because It is something very beautiful and very powerful, and I also want you to just keep in mind that while you might be over here taking notes about how you're going to attempt to re-enter or reconnect with this relationship, the other person on the other side very well may not have even thought of this once. They might not be putting the same and likely aren't putting the same intention or the same work into it, and I say that because It's responsible to just set yourself up for all of the possibilities that could be and also not making that wrong. So much of our suffering, if not all of our suffering, really comes from an attachment or an expectation from not accepting what actually is right in front of us. So when you're thinking about that person or persons or relationships or situations that you're wanting to reconnect with, there usually is an attachment there. There's a familiarity. There's something there that had the relationship spark in the first place, right? It served a purpose. It it was good feeling in some way in that there is some attachment. That often is that familiar longing that we go back to. In all of those attachments, there's an underlying commitment. Yes, there's an attachment there to that person or situation, but there's also a commitment. That commitment in humanity often comes from connection and love. It often is a very pure commitment. So if you can spend time reflecting on that situation, maybe making a list of What am I attached to? What are my expectations if I reconnect with this person? And underneath all of that, if none of those things were to happen, if that person didn't even receive it, well, what commitment was there for you? Was it to have your true self-expression come out? Was it to authentically connect to another and share your love requited or not? A lot of this is for you, for your own growth and expansion to also be the brave one, be the courageous one to put yourself out there knowing that it may not be and often
0: is not received in the way that we're hoping for it to be. And in that moment right when we accept well you know of course it's so much easier said than done the process of like you were sharing accepting your mom for the choices that she's making my process of re-engaging reconnecting with my family and accepting them for the choices that they continue to make is really difficult in action however when we talk about connection Sometimes it's in that moment of acceptance that we actually are able to connect then with that person. When we strip away all of the expectations and all of the resentment that we build up when they're not meeting that expectation, sometimes what we're left with is what is so, that person in front of us that we can connect to. It might not be the depth of connection that we're hoping for, and it can still be a connection that can fit into our lives. To speak to your point, A lot of the suffering we're causing ourselves is because we do have these expectations, we do have these attachments, and we do decide we want to reconnect with someone with some version of conditionality, right, with this idea that they will somehow be different, so therefore this relationship will look and be different. Of course the relationship can look and be different. We have to own responsibility for ourselves and cultivate the trust in ourselves to do that knowing that the pull to those familiar patterns will be powerful, will be strong. You might not have a committed partner on the other side working to break those. So what we're doing is we're cultivating trust. That moment of setback I was talking about earlier, I mean, I think we even had a whole episode here on setbacks. In It's through our setbacks sometimes that we can cultivate trust. It's through going and reconnecting with people, right? Seeing old patterns emerge and still then holding ourselves responsible to, keep the new intention to keep creating change every time we show ourselves that we can step through a setback we're actually rebuilding trust in ourselves that we can navigate hard relationships that we can still show up within our intention of how we want to show up even if the people around us aren't collaborating and it's easy
1: to fool ourselves into oh yeah i totally trust myself i i love myself i'm doing really good and then in real life we're faced with these situations face to face to another person and we We crumble in so many ways. We go back to these old old patterns or old behaviors or we have these tantrums. I know even being in New York, I was faced in certain situations with my brothers and my family where it just, the stress and the emotion and the sadness and really the trauma of it boiled so much to the surface that it, it felt like a panic attack again. It felt like I had gone back 10 years when I was like, whoa, Jenna, you've spent so much time getting to a grounded place cultivating groundedness and self-trust in yourself. And there's still so much there to work with. So when you're reconnecting, and again, this, this episode spun off of a comment from someone that was specifically talking about reconnecting with families. And I think it's important to note that while, well, yes, in our own ways, we both have spent periods a part of connection with our family and then chosen to reconnect, that reconnection to me, as an even reconnection, it's new connection. My connection to my family now looks very different than it used to. And 10 years ago, I had quite literally zero connection to my family, and that wasn't even a thing for me. I just thought that's how life always would have gone. Everyone around me always became my family. I moved from city to city and built new networks, and that was my family. My interactions with my family now are... They're very boundaryed. They are very somewhat distant to some people. You know, we don't have family holidays. We don't do these traditions. We don't have these things. I have my new family. I've built a new family now here in Arizona and with new people. And even that, and saying that, and if you're listening, like, oh, you know, you've built a new family. That brings up a lot of guilt in itself and a lot of shame in itself. Well, how could you? How could you abandon your womb and where you came from and start something new? However, that's that's everyone's human right, that's your free will. And my cultivating of my own life and family now actually is a development of my own self-trust and who I am, which allows me to reach out to my, my blood family, to the family that I came from and integrate them in ways that begin to work and also see where it doesn't, see where it is too close, where a boundary does need to happen And to put that boundary there, to create that separation and remind myself that that's okay. That's actually something to be really acknowledged
0: and applauded. I think what you're highlighting here is a beautiful and almost full circle way to bring this episode to a close, which is the real uniqueness of each of our journeys. What letting go looks like means, you know, the process of it for each of us is going to be very uniquely ours based on our life experience, based on our continued relationship experience, just as much as our process of reconnection. What that word even means, how it looks, what our steps are, will each be uniquely yours. And that's why you and I show up here every week, week after week, to share what our journeys were. It's not going to fit exactly what your journeys as listeners will be, though these are things to think about. I truly believe it's when we each share what we came from, what we experienced, and how we made our way that we each can learn from each other and we each can gain the wisdom, though doesn't always fit going back to that idea of self-trust, right? You as listeners know what points of our journey resonate with you, which tips will be helpful for you. And then it's about you going out and practicing and in cultivating that same trust that you do know.
1: And I think gaining that wisdom is really an uncovering of that wisdom. It's not floating around out here for you to reach up and grab. It is inherent. It is internal. It's already inside of you. It takes spending time in self-reflection. So our stories really are just to be used as an outline for you to plug in the people and places and situations of your own lives, which is what's going to allow you to chisel into that inherent wisdom that's in you. It's not us speaking at you. It's us in conversation with you to bring forth that inherent wisdom and knowledge
0: that already is inside of you. And speaking of conversation, those of you who have been following along, whether it's on our YouTube or our social media channels, I hope by now it's evident that we are listening. Many of these episodes are coming directly from your comments. So we are listening. Leave your comment in our YouTube if that's how you're watching this video. We'd love to hear from you on your own reconnection journey and also any other questions that this topic or any others are bringing up. And we we'll are look forward, as always, to continuing this conversation and the journey with you all next episode. Thank you all for tuning in. Keep up with us, if you'd like, on social media,
1: at The Holistic Psychologist, of course, at Self Healer Soundboard. And if you'd like to find me at Jenna Weekland, we are always going back and forth and engaging in conversation for this podcast and community at large. So thank you. We love you. And we'll see you next week.